Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. So we're in Philippians chapter 1, and I'm going to read over a couple of verses that Pastor John was on just because they're so powerful, and I want to repeat them. It bears repeating just so we get into this transition here. It's been a couple weeks since we've been in Philippians because last week was um, Vacation Bible School. So we're Philippians 1.9. Philippians 1.9. How many of you know love takes practice? I mean, if there's anyone in here that says, man, it came naturally to me. Well, you're either a, a gifted liar, right? I, I wasn't going to go that strong. Mom said, don't say liar, say fibber. But a gifted liar, or you just don't realize, or, or man, you are very mature in the Lord. But love takes practice. There was a song in the 90s. You should look it up. You may like it. His name was Brian Duncan, and it was called Love Takes Time. <laughs> it really does. So much truth in that. So it's a practice. You, you can ask the Lord to be baptized in love, but I'm telling you, you get a chance to prove your love every day with your forgiveness, how you walk, how you act, how you talk to people. You get to practice your love. So here we are, Philippians 1.9. The Apostle Paul says, I pray that your love will overflow more and more as you use it, as you practice it, right, as you exercise it, and that you will keep on growing in knowledge and understanding. Now, knowledge and understanding is powerful. You can't just rely on that. Scripture says that knowledge only, it puffs up, right? You just know a lot, then you walk around proud. You ever met someone who's a know-it-all? Maybe we've had those moments. Maybe everybody has some more than others. But we do need to keep growing in knowledge and understanding. That's why we read the Bible. That's why I sign the Bible to people. Man, you got to read the Word. It's nothing new. It's nothing that I came up with that that was Pastor Fabian's idea. That was Pastor Matt's idea. No, we hit it hard because we know how important it is. You've got to have, as your foundation, the Word. So you've got to get in the Word, okay? And if you're not in a Bible plan right now, I know I, I beat this to death all the time, year-round. Get in the Word now. Start now. You say, I can't do three chapters. Well, Pastor may say you're a sissy, but you're okay. You're going to be all right. I remember I was having Bible study one night about a year ago or something, and I go, guys, I told you, you just need to read the Word one, two, or three chapters a day. I said, but check this out. I go, Dad, what do you think of people who can't read three chapters? He said, they're sissies. You know, you know how Dad is. Former military. Three chapters is a good goal. But you should read through the whole Bible if it takes you a year, two years, or three years. Stay with it and stay in the Word every day. Or you'll fall, you'll fall victim to lies. You will. People don't know what's in the Word, then they'll fall for something. They'll fall for crazy stuff. I'm going to say it again because they've tried to rob from God. We call this Pride Month. There's Father's Day, and this is the day the Lord has made, and this is the, the month the Lord has made. But the, all this gay pride and all this crazy stuff. Here's my question. If the trans movement is so good, why are they so fixated on children? You ever wondered about that? Drag queens teaching kids, and they're always trying to, and I know they're trying to raise up the next generation, but there's a lot of perversion there. That is, it's twisted. And it's not, it is not okay. And you need to know what the truth is according to the word. People will quote and say stuff and say crazy things and I, I know I, I've been on this and I hit this hard because there's so the world is so full of lies and this lie is so pervasive love who you want to love well it's all comes down to its lust anyway 
and it gets perverted. You say, well, how about heterosexuality, men and women? Well, outside the boundaries of marriage, that's perverted too. But I'm going to tell you right now, this is not okay, and it attacks the family. It attacks men as fathers, and it attacks women as mothers, and it brings confusion. Have you guys seen all the confusion there now? Now it's now all of this weird trans movement is fighting against women's rights. Women are like, we fought to be here and, and get treated as equals and get to vote, and now these men are trying to be women. Dude, you can't have no baby. What's wrong with you, right? So it's all confusing, and that's, that is the kingdom of darkness. He brings confusion and chaos to the world. So the Apostle Paul here, he says, I pray that your love will overflow more and more. You don't agree with people. They're living in sin. They're doing crazy stuff. They agree with certain movements. You walk in love with them. Treat them kindly and with respect. Pray that your love will overflow more and more and that you will keep on growing in knowledge and understanding according to the word, really. You've got to know what you believe and why you may. You don't have to be a theologian to know. You want me to help you out with something real easy? This really helps. It's something I use all the time. And people can argue it all they want. They can be mad. Say, why do you believe that? Because the Bible says it. I'm not going to fight with you. I'm not. But I don't believe the Bible. That's okay. But that's my standard. Do you, you believe there's only one way to heaven? Yes. You keep asking, well, why? Well, the Bible says it. I believe that. No question. Is this wrong? Is that right? Is this wrong? Yes, no, yes. I believe what the Bible says. And that, that should be your stance. And that helps a lot with the whole, well, what do I say? I've got to be able to defend myself. Sure, you should learn the word. You should be full of knowledge and understanding according to God's word. But man, if you don't have answers and you don't know all the answers and you just say, I believe what the word says and mean it. All right, let's move on. For I want you to understand what really matters. Let's hang out here at this verse for a little while so that you may live pure and blameless lives until the day of Christ's return. Can I be honest with you about something? I'm just as human as the next person. I've been raised in the Lord. I accepted Jesus as a young guy, I, b- I believe 40 years ago now, I think it's this summer, it was 40 years ago. I believe I was seven. But me, like other people, not, I'm going to just talk about me. I think I make minor things more major than they are often. Things we worry about, things that we're dealing with, things that shouldn't be as important as they are to us right now. One man of God said, why don't you push that out into eternity and see how important that is, really? Is there anything as important as your family? As your spirit and your soul? No, not a gas bill, not an electrical bill, not a dog, not a cat, not a not property, not a vehicle. It's amazing, and you've heard me say this before, people on their deathbeds, you don't hear people going, man, I should have made more money. It doesn't matter anymore. Money's great if you use it for God. Scripture says that money answers all things. It says that in, uh, where is that, Ecclesiastes? It just doesn't always have the right answer. It'll answer stuff. See, I'm sick. Well, let's throw money at it. Will it heal you? No. I need love. Can it buy you a date? Maybe. But it didn't, didn't give you love. So, I mean, money. I remember watching my mom get ready to pass, and she just she just had her family around her. The last night of her life, she slept between my dad and my baby sister. Mom knew what was important. And it touched my heart because 
in the months winding down, I just, I just watched her get ready to go, and she was fearless. She didn't worry about it. She knew what was coming. Any of you lost someone that you know is in heaven now, recently, in the last couple of years? Yeah. It hurts. But we either believe or we don't. He says, I want you to understand what really matters. Scripture says, what would it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? <laughs> my grandma, I'll paraphrase that, my grandma Sinna, she used to say, what, would, what good would it do you if you won the whole world to Christ and lost your family? My grandma Sinna used to say that. Apostle Paul said, I want you to understand what really matters. Family, time together, church connection, small group, worship, tithing, all these basic things. And hey, you've got to be able to have fun. I, I, think, I think God is reteaching me that. I, I'm naturally a fun person. I think I've gone through some battles in recent years, and I don't think I pursue fun like I used to, and, and God's going to have to help me with that. I'm fun-loving. I'm fun to talk to. But I need to, I need to be more fun, I think. And I believe that's important. I believe Jesus laughed a lot. Now, he was, he was about his father's business. But let me say this again. I want you to understand what really matters. And that is, man, enjoying the day that the Lord has made. Enjoying the moment. So that you may live pure and blameless lives until the day of Christ's return. Don't be deceived by what's going on in the world. We've got to stay grounded so that you may live pure and blameless lives until the day of Christ's return. Let's move on to the next verse. May you always, someone say always. May you always be filled with the fruit of your salvation. Say, what's that? What goes on to explain? The righteous character, there it is, produced in your life by Jesus Christ. May you always be filled with the fruit of your salvation, the righteous character, right? We went over that, even Sunday, Galatians 5, 22 and 23 the fruit of the Spirit, the righteous character produced in your life by Jesus Christ. For this will bring much glory, what? This will bring much glory. Go on to that next verse, if you don't mind me. And praise to God. Okay, now rewind one more time. Sorry, rewind. There you go. You're doing great. May you always be filled with the fruit of your salvation, the righteous character produced in your life by Jesus Christ. Now, you're going to see turmoil around you here and there. You are at the job, in life. You guys have seen it. But you've been called to stand up strong in the storm and have character and be different. Be different. I was presented with something, and it wasn't that tempting, but the thought crossed my mind. I, I ordered something from Amazon several weeks ago. I think it was calcium powder that my wife hates, that OsteoFX stuff. She hates it, but she drinks it, and it helps, and it it's relaxing and has magnesium and calcium in it, and it's a, it's a good product. Well, for some reason, it didn't register at my house that it was delivered. And if you've ever dealt with Amazon, we're, like we shop Amazon way more than we shop Walmart. It was a glitch, and they said, hey, your, your product's returning late, but you can get a refund. And I went, well, it's already here. Now, don't get me wrong. I've requested a refund when it's late, and I still didn't get it for several days. And I got the refund, and the product came in. I kept it. They tell you to do that on Amazon. You can keep it if it shows up. Well, praise God. I got the product, and it was free. Well, I already had the product, and the glitch said, you know, you can request a refund. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. 
Righteous character produced in your life by Jesus Christ. And that stuff's not cheap. It's like 50 bucks plus. Say, so, man, can we use that for something else? Yeah, but I'm not going to use cursed money for something else. Stolen money. Oh, they, they gave me extra money. The, the cashier man, pobrecito, you know, he gave me an extra $50. He, his drawer is going to be short, but that's a blessing. No, man, take that money back. You don't want that money. Run from that. Run from that mess. Do not get in that habit. God is calling you to righteous character even when nobody's looking. Remember we talk about public, private, and secret life? What are we looking at on TikTok and all these things? You say, man, I struggle in that area. Then don't look at it when you're alone or don't look at it at all. You know what Scripture says? Flee youthful lusts. Are youthful lusts only for the youth? No, sometimes that's carried over into very mature adulthood. But flee it. What does flee mean? Run. Run for your life. That's part of having righteous character. Did you know that? There's some things you just don't get involved in. Say, no, I can handle it. I'm strong in the Lord. No, don't, don't allow that. Don't allow that. And you as believers, let me just give you some advice. You want to avoid a lot of problems? Don't allow people to be talking and acting and living like the devil showing up at your house and bring that into your home. Don't allow it. That is your home. Hate to use the phrase, but that's your safe space. That's your domicile. That's your castle. You don't allow that junk there. Okay? Because you've been called to have righteous character produced in your life by Jesus Christ. For this will bring much glory to whom? Move on to that next one. There you go. And praise. It brings much glory and praise to God. Okay, let's go to the next verse there. And I want you to know, my dear brothers and sisters, that everything that has happened to me here has helped to spread the good news. Isn't that something? Man, he's been persecuted. Scripture said he was whipped and beaten numerous times. He was placed in jails. They stoned him. Man, he had all kinds of stuff. He was shipwrecked more than once. Paul, man, he had a resume of persecution and trial and tribulation. But look what, what he says. And he's in prison now writing these letters, these epistles. He says, for everyone here, including the whole palace guard, knows that I am in chains because of Christ. Wow. I'm going through this because I will not denounce, I will not renounce the name of Jesus. I will not, I won't give up my faith. I'm keeping the faith. And they know I'm in chains because of Jesus. Okay, let's keep going. And because of my imprisonment, most of the believers here have gained confidence and boldly speak God's message without fear. People saw Paul going, wow, if he can go through that and still keep, keep the faith, we're not even in prison. We can be bold and confident. If they put us in prison, we'll be like Paul. Let me read that again. Because of my imprisonment, most of the believers here have gained confidence and boldly speak God's message without fear. You can do that. You know what your legacy of faith is? Man, there's been some great people that have gone before us. Like the Apostle Paul, your grandparents, your dad, your mom, whoever served God before you. Man, that is a legacy of faith. Our legacy of faith here is that mom and dad founded this ministry so many years ago, and they were good examples. Very human, but very good examples. And that's our legacy of faith as well. That's our spiritual DNA. It's our spiritual lineage. And who knows which apostle or which group of believers on which continent we can trace our faith back to, but we know that we can trace it all the way back to Israel for sure, right? But our ancestors, who knows? Mexico, Italy, Spain, all over the place, the Middle East, wherever, man, there is a legacy there. And look, 
because of my imprisonment, most of the believers here have gained confidence and boldly speak God's message without fear. Aren't you grateful for people who've spoken the truth over the centuries? And now you have the faith. Your grandma did it, whoever did, whoever stood and said, no, or your aunt, your uncle, your guardian, parent, said, no, we got to serve God. Wow, it's powerful. Let's keep going. It's true, he, said, he goes on to say, it's true that some are preaching out of jealousy and rivalry. Isn't that strange? People's motives are odd sometimes. But others preach about Christ with pure motives. Let's keep going. They preach because they love me, for they know I have been an appointed to defend the good news. Hmm. Those others do not have pure motives as they preach about Christ. There's some of that going on these days still. They preach with selfish ambition, not sincerely. Look at this. Intending to make my chains what? More painful to me. Strange. Preaching the gospel with wrong motives. Look at what the next verse says. But that doesn't matter. Look at what he goes on to say. Whether their motives are false or genuine. Now this sounds crazy to me. But this is scripture. This just sounds wild. Whether their motives are false or genuine, the message about Christ is being preached either way, so I rejoice. See, man, I don't care if it's some fool preaching the gospel, some crazy person. They're trying to do it out of spite and jealousy and competition, but the message is still getting out there. And you know, I've seen God use some people that are nutheads and preach the word. And you go, man, their life is weird. Yeah, but they got the gospel out. And look, here we are. Someone accepted Jesus. I've seen it before. I'm all, man. They, they got saved under that dude, and that dude was crazy. That doesn't matter, though, whether their motives are false or genuine. The message about Christ is being preached. Either way, he says, so I rejoice. <laughs> Fascinating text. And I will, what is he going to say? I will continue to rejoice. Isn't that nice? We need to do that. We need to continue to rejoice. Verse 19. For I know that as you pray for me and the Spirit of Jesus Christ helps me, this will lead to my deliverance. <laughs> Verse 20. For I fully expect and hope that I will never be ashamed, but that I will continue to be bold for Christ as I have been in the past. And I trust that my life will bring honor to Christ, whether I live or die. Now, is that a good goal? Let's stay there just for a moment. Is that a good goal? Whether I live or die, I'm going to give glory to God. You know, I understand that there are those funerals where, <laughs> well, there, there's all kinds of different funerals. Those can go all kinds of ways. But there are those funerals where, you know how it is. You've been to a funeral and they talked up the person and other people are going, that's not the person I remember. I don't, I don't know about that. I know we're honoring his or her memory now, but man, they were, I don't know. But then there are those funerals where everybody who knew them goes, uh-huh, they were a man or woman of God. And while they lived, everyone knew they were a man or woman of God. And that's what I want. I want to bring honor to Christ whether I live or die. I know that's your goal. I don't ever want to bring dishonor to God. Mm -mm. I want to bring honor to Christ whether I'm alive or dead. All right? Let's keep going. For to me, look at what the apostle says. For to me, li living means living for Christ. <laughs> and dying is even better. What? Why would he say that? Let why would he say, well, you get to go be with the Lord when you die? My mom wasn't here to mess with COVID and all that junk, right? She died younger than she should have. Bless her heart. But 
She went to heaven, lived to be 65, lived to be much older than her grandmother and her aunt. They died really young. But hey, she went on to be with the Lord. And there's a lot of stuff she ain't got to mess with anymore. There's stuff you and I worried about today or, or we're flustered over or frustrated. I have a friend who says frustrated. He said, bro, I was so frustrated. He's so frustrated he leaves the R out. He's frustrated. They were so frustrated today, or you or me or whoever, and my mom didn't deal with that. Miss Debbie, your mom didn't have to fool with that no more. She knew Jesus, and she's in heaven with him, with my mom, doing whatever they do. One man of God years ago, he said, I wonder what they're doing in heaven today. I don't, I don't know. I don't think it's day and night. I don't know how that goes. But he said, what are they doing in heaven today? Hey, I don't know. But for to me, living means living for Christ and dying is even better. But like the guy said in Gladiator, not yet. Not yet. I'm not going to heaven yet. We got some stuff to do here. Can I get an amen? You got a life to live and a light to shine. It's not time to go yet. No, not for you, not for me. But if I live, I can do more fruitful work for Christ, right? So I really don't know which is better, he says. (laughs) I'm torn between two desires. I long to go and be with Christ, which would be far better for me personally. But for your sakes, it is better that I continue to live. Yeah, he was alive and able to write this epistle. And 2,000 years later, we're still studying it and reading it on a Wednesday night in 110 degree weather or however hot it is. It's probably crept down to about 101 outside right now. Knowing this, the apostle says, I am convinced that I will remain alive so I can continue to help all of you grow and experience mm, the joy of your faith. We're going to end on this verse. Let me read that again, though. Knowing this, I'm convinced that I will remain alive so I can continue to help all of you grow and experience the joy of your faith. I've had seasons where I've asked the Lord, Lord, return unto me the joy of your salvation. I believe it was the psalmist who said that. Lord, I'm called to serve you gladly. And I would get bogged down with certain things, and I love this, so that you'll experience, help all of you grow and experience the joy of your faith, of your salvation. Your faith is tied into your salvation. So I'm asking that God return the joy of your salvation and your faith to you tonight if it hasn't been there. You say, man, I've struggled. God is with you, and don't be so hard on yourself. You need to repent of something? Then repent, and we will move on. There's some areas, let me tell you right now, that I'm great at. I I really think, man, that God has enabled me, and I've done great in some areas. But, man, some areas I'm I'm rotten. Not that I'm living in sin or anything, but what I mean is, I have areas where I'm much weaker than other areas. And God has to help me in those areas as well. Say weakness of personality or whatever it is, God has to help me though. And I know it's the same for you. But don't focus on your weakness and get stuck there and beat yourself up over it. Ask the Lord to help you. Repent if you need to and move on. Someone say move on. Go ahead and bow those heads. Close those eyes if you would please. I believe everyone in here has come to know the Lord. But just in case, if there's anyone at the sound of my voice in this house that has never accepted Jesus, would you raise your hand and let me pray with you? Please. 
And I believe everyone in here has accepted the Lord. Let's pray together for those watching on the live stream in case there's someone who has never gotten to know the Lord. And we don't know who all is going to watch this anywhere in the world. We don't know. So let's pray together for them and for their sake. Let's agree. Say, Heavenly Father, I come to you with a sin problem. I can't cleanse myself. I need you, Lord. Please forgive me, because without you, I'm a sinner. Forgive me, my God. Say, now I confess and believe that Jesus is Lord, Lord of my life and Savior. And I believe He died and rose again for me. Say, thank you, Lord. I believe. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name.